Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit Chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation, healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Lifestart Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today we have with us Chloe Hagen, a graduate student at Iowa State University. How are you doing today, Chloe? I am great, Clayton. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. So would you mind sharing with us these compensatory gain studies that you did? Yes. So today I will be sharing that study that we looked at the compensatory gain of finishing pigs after feeding the 97% corn diet that was used to slow the growth of pigs during the supply chain disruptions that we saw in the spring of 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We utilized pigs starting at a body weight of around 74 kilograms, where these pigs were either assigned to a no restriction or a control treatment, or were fed that 97% corn diet for three or six weeks. And then after a period of restriction, we also wanted to see if compensatory gain could be further attenuated by increasing the lysine content of the diet during a recovery period. So within both of those three and six week restriction groups, pigs were allowed three levels of lysine during the recovery period. These pigs are either fed the same diet after their restricted period as the control pigs or diets 10 or 20% greater in terms of SID lysine. Pigs were individually weighed in this trial at the start, week three, week six, and in marketing, where marketing occurred as each pen met 130 kilograms, where carcass measurements were also taken at the plant as each pen met market weight. In this study, we saw that feeding pigs a 97% corn diet did increase the time to market. And specifically for each day pigs were fed this restrictive diet, time to market increased by about a half a day. Also, increasing that lysine content during the recovery period, it did reduce the days to market of restricted pigs by about two to three days over pigs that were fed that lower level of lysine in the recovery period. Compensatory gain after feeding these restrictive diets was evident for both three and six week groups with about a 21% improvement in feeding efficiency for pigs coming off of restriction over control pigs. Because we did not see an increase in feed intake over control pigs, the increase in growth is due to improvements in nutrient utilization. Also, increasing that dietary lysine level in the recovery period did further increase that compensatory gain that we did see. Because pigs were individually weighed, we did see that the variation of body weight within a pen increases when feeding a restrictive diet, which suggests that individual pigs respond differently to periods of restriction and compensatory gain. And after further evaluation of this individual data, it shows that pigs of a higher lysine requirement, such as gilts and lower body weight pigs, have a greater reduction when fed lysine deficient diets. We also did observe that increasing the dietary energy level in the recovery period does help reduce that body weight variation and allows pigs to respond more consistently in terms of compensatory gain. Ultimately, you need to follow the lysine requirements of the reduced body weight after restriction during that recovery period 
with the potential to increase the lysine level beyond that requirement during the recovery period. Because pigs were allowed to grow up until market weight, carcass merit was measured at the plant. And the increase in back fat that has previously been shown by Dr. Elm Emma Helm carries over up until market weight, even after pigs are allowed a recovery period. These carcass values further decline the longer pigs are held on a restrictive diet. However, increasing that lysine content in the recovery period does help reduce the back fat and improve the loin eye area over pigs fed the lower levels of lysine in the recovery period. Some future work we're working on is creating prediction equations to predict the ending body weight after a period of restriction, which will allow producers to formulate proper recovery diets for that compensatory gain period. Do you think that that was because of the higher, only because of the higher lysine requirement, or do you think it was, could have been due to some other things, especially for the lighter weight pigs, maybe being just less resilient health-wise all around, or do you have any hypothesis about that? Yes, absolutely. So when looking at these data, we did see that those lighter weight pigs had a greater reduction in their body weight from their previous average daily gain, but because their previous average daily gain met may have been less resilient than other pigs that could definitely play into the effect. Gotcha. And did you also see any behavioral changes at the time? Because I know that's one thing. Welfare is a big concern around this time with restrictions like this. So did you see any behavioral changes at that time, like such as increased fighting or tail biting or anything like that? So we did not um, because it was not an objective of this study, but there was nothing that stood out as far as behavioral vices. I know in other ways that growth can be restricted as far as restricting intake itself. That's where you can play into changing the behavior of the pigs. However, just restricting the nutrition itself does not seem to impact the behavior in the trial conducted. So what would the next steps be for your team for research in this field? Do you plan on continuing further to do more research? And what would that exactly look like? Yeah, so some further steps for us is actually creating some economic uh, models and um, some ways producers can predict how long using this method can stretch your marketing time, as well as being able to look at the economic effect of using this type of diet um, as the corn and soybean meal prices at the time will greatly affect the outcome. Um, so we're working on economic models for producers to be able to use um, in certain situations where supply chains may be disrupted. Additionally, while we are not planning this trial itself, the original goal of this study was to figure out how restricted the pigs did get after a certain period or length of restriction. And so now there's opportunity to go and feed pigs after restriction to their body weight requirements and increase it beyond that, which I think could be some very interesting work just looking at the compensatory gain and seeing if we can actually catch those pigs back up to control pigs um, by the time that those control pigs are market weight and see if we can get 100% compensatory gain. Gotcha. When it comes to raising healthy animals, you need more than the right solutions. You need the right partner who brings decades of industry expertise and a global team to put that knowledge to work for the advancement of your operation. At Fibro Animal Health Corporation, we are proud to work with you as your trusted partner. To feed the world's growing population, the animal production industry needs to grow in a sustainable manner. Eastman produces one of the broadest organic acid portfolios in the global market and offers customer-driven swine solutions. Learn more by visiting Animal Nutrition at EASTMAN.com. Well, I think that's all the time that we have today, so thank you for coming on the show. 
And everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey everyone, we're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it and share with us, feel free to send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to take a look at your research.